You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. I'm Pastor Craig Beeman, and today I am going to be talking on the subject, Do Not Fall in the Fall. Yes, do not fall in the fall. Today, on Words of Encouragement. Well, here we are. I entitled this sermon, Do Not Fall in the Fall. Do not fall in the fall. It's fall, y'all. Fall began, according to our calendar, September 22nd. And I mean, I, 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 I didn't know when it started. I didn't know it when it began. I mean, my mind was somewhere else. I don't know. Your, your mind may have been somewhere else in September as well. I don't know where your mind could have been. I mean, there's not much been happening this year at all. Uh, I don't know what you would be thinking about. But uh, uh, I know this past week uh, has been on our country, uh, what lays ahead of us. And, and we as children of God... And this is not just for today and moving forward. This, this word of God, it applies all through time to His children. Uh, so this is, not, this is simply a reminder for us as God's children that we need to be walking in His wisdom. We should have been yesterday. We should have been last week. We should have been last year. We should be today. We should be tomorrow. We should next year. Be walking in God's wisdom. His wisdom is the safest and most secure that we could ever have. And it's the best way we could ever live is to live in His wisdom. What I want us not to do as this fall is already here is for us to fall in the fall. Is for us to look somewhere else for affirmation uh, for our own lives, for us to look somewhere else and think, well, this is where I need to get my wisdom from. We need to focus on the Lord. We must focus on Him. As we walk through this passage this morning, I hope that you'll be able to understand what I'm talking about today. If you are able and you are willing, would you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from Proverbs chapter 3? And we'll be looking at some other verses, but we'll look at verse 21. Uh, at this time, my son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. May the words of our God be placed on our hearts. May we live them out from this day forward. You may be seated. In order for us to get to what I'm talking about not falling, we have to look at some other things first. How were all things made? How were all things made? Uh, in, verse, in verses 19 and 20 that we're going to look at in a minute, I want us to, uh, that's where we're going to focus in just a few minutes. But in order for us to have the faith, in order for us to have the faith we need to be able to function in this world, we need to be constantly reminded of who is in charge. 
this is why it burdens my heart that, uh, that, some of, uh, that some people out in our world, well, they're not going to church, they're not tuning in to a church, they're not getting any guidance from the Lord whatsoever because, well, they've chosen not to. They need to be reminded. That, our, that, that, that what we need, our, our faith needs to be in the Lord. That God is here. He is with us. We need to be constantly reminded of that. And sometimes, you know, I, somebody once told me, uh, I, I was preaching at another church. Uh, when I was pastoring another church, someone said, you sure preach a lot on forgiveness. And I said, really? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the first time they, you know, they should, they should have, they heard it. Yeah, well... <laughs> The first time, maybe they heard it, but they didn't get it. You know, I know how I am. I know how I am. I know I need to be constantly reminded of things. And so, when we subject ourselves to the Word of God continually, then we're able to walk in His wisdom. Then we're able to walk with Him daily. It's when we deny that. It's when we deny ourselves the Word of God and we deny ourselves fellowship with His people who are focused on Him. That's when we mess up. That's when we are liable to fall. We need to continually be reminded, first, that God exists. Second, that He knows who we are. Third, that He loves us. One of the most exciting things I was able to share with a with a person I shared the gospel with in Brazil was God knows your name and you're one of his and he loves you and there is nothing like that fact that you can share with someone once they've received Christ if we were to function in this world without the knowledge that God exists we would be truly wandering wandering in this world without hope and without direction. If we, if, if we don't think God exists, we are all on our own. And we are winging it every step of the way. That's not where God wants us. One of the most basic truths that every person needs to learn when they're young is that God exists. St. Thomas Aquinas does an excellent job of proving the existence of God in his Summa Theologica. In the first part, A, question 2, article 3, if you want to look it up. Essentially, Aquinas says, there must be something that causes all we see to exist. Something, someone had to put it all together. It had to come from somewhere. Nothing creates itself. For Aquinas and all believers, we have the answer. Look at verse 19. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, He established the heavens. Who created the earth? God. Who established or fixed the heavens? God. Notice, by his skill and wisdom, he founded the earth. By his understanding, he established the heavens. This wisdom that, that God has is basic to all life. By this wisdom, God created everything. 
He is the creator. He's the one who made it all. Look at verse 20. By his knowledge, the, de- the deeps were broken up and the skies drip with dew. What was that, Brother Craig? First, by whose knowledge did this happen? God's. It was not by man's knowledge that this, this uh, breaking up of the, uh, of, uh, of the deeps and the skies dripping with dew. Man wasn't around yet for the, there to be any knowledge that man would have. Solomon rightly declares that the one who broke up the depths was God. What does it mean though? The deeps were broken up and the skies drip with dew. In the Babylonian, you, you understand that different, uh, different faith, uh, different faith streams, I guess, different faiths, different philosophies out there among people, there's many different ones about how the uh, earth came into being. Uh, how did this earth get here? Uh, you know how did it ha- how did it get here? How was it created? Uh, the Babylonian creation story, called the Enuma Elish, the goddess Tiamat, represented what was referred to as the cosmic ocean. So they have this cosmic ocean up there. This goddess Tiamat was divided in half by Marduk to make the waters above and the waters below. And so you had these people back then, uh, the Babylonians for one, uh, believing that this is how the earth began. This is how the water, you know, the, the sky was separated from the water, the land, the, the water down below and all of this. But Solomon calls it out. He says, God's the one who did this. God's the one who did this. He is the creator. He is the maker of all things. By stating this, Solomon, it appears, wants all his readers to know That God is creator. God is the one. He's in charge. We need to respect him as creator and honor him by following him and submitting our lives to him. That's what we're to do. If you have trouble believing that God exists, then you'll never make it to a point where you can depend on him. You'll never be at a point where you will call out to him in time of need, in time of desperation, in time of deep despair, you'll never call out to him if you don't believe he exists. So first, one of the basic truths is that he does exist. He does, and he is creator. If he doesn't exist, as I said before, you're on your own. You're on your own. You're just out there, floating. (laughs) This wisdom of His is something that we need in order to truly thrive and become more like Christ. This guidance in His wisdom, we are so needy in our lives that we just need, we need His wisdom. His guidance in our lives helps us to please Him. His guidance in our lives, His wisdom helps us to live righteously. So we lean on His wisdom. We lean on what He knows and what He shares with us. So the first thing, all things were made by God's wisdom. All things were made by God's wisdom. So if we know that, if we have that in our head, then we can move forward. So the second question I have is, how do we live without stumbling? Look at verse 21 again. My son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Notice here, we're encouraged to not let the fact that God's 
has His wisdom and that God, has, God is the Creator, we're not to let that go out of our minds. He uses the phrase, depart from thine eyes or vanish from your sight. Obviously, we cannot see facts floating around. God is Creator. We can look at what He's created. We know He's created it. But we, you know, we see the results of what He has done. But the fact that He is Creator, that is a fact that we've got to keep in our heads. We've got to keep that in our heads. And so He puts it in a way that we can kind of understand it. Don't let it depart from our eyes. Don't let it vanish from our sight. Solomon is losing, using this language that we're familiar with so he can make his point. Keep the fact that God is Creator a permanent fixture in your mind. Keep that in your head. God is Creator. God is Creator. God has created all. In His wisdom, He has created it. God is the Almighty God, the Creator. Solomon urges us to keep this sound wisdom and discretion these come from God, this wisdom. Sometimes we need to look at the opposite of something in order for us to get the point. So instead of looking at our, to ourselves for wisdom, instead of looking somewhere else for our wisdom that we need, we need to look at the Lord. We need to look to the Lord. We need to look to His wisdom. After all, by His wisdom, all has been created. If His wisdom can do that, then surely it can help us to become more like Jesus. Surely it can help us to live a productive life in the family of God. Notice the word keep, though. My son, let them not vanish from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. A hint for you in Bible study, when you're studying the Word of God, focus on the verbs in a verse. Look at the verbs in the verse. This word keep, just looking at that word, we see, well, okay, it's translated into English, it says keep, to keep this sound wisdom and discretion. Okay, we keep it. We keep it. Okay. We keep that knowledge. All right, we keep it. Huh. I have the knowledge that I have a mom and a dad and they live in Vivian, Louisiana. I have that. I keep it in my head. That's not, you know, you, just to look at it in English, it's, it's a struggle to grasp the meaning. What does it mean? When you look that word up, when you look it up, and I looked it up in a lot of different translations, and almost every one of them used the word keep. And I thought, well, now, I know it means more than just keep. Surely we have a Bible translation that says something other than just the word keep. One of them that I found used the word maintain. So, maintain sound wisdom and discretion. That's a good word. Maintain it. You've got it. Keep it. You've got that wisdom that the Lord is sharing with you. You've got the wisdom that God is creator. Keep that. Keep that. Maintain it. That's pretty good. The Jewish study Bible that I have used the word preserve. Ah, I think we're getting closer to the meaning of this word. Preserve sound wisdom and discretion. It's there. Maintain it, yes, but preserve it. Now, preserve it means to... What do you, okay, um, when we moved into my house in Vivian, it was an, it's an older house. It was built in the 1940s. So it's, it's up off the ground. It's a beautiful house. I love the house. Um, and when we moved in, in the cabinets were some preserves. Now, how long had they been there? 
I don't know. <laughs> but they were preserved. <laughs> they had taken lengths to preserve whatever we, hope, we think they were. I mean, they were what they were marked. You know, we hope they were figs, fig preserves. They were marked that. They were preserved. There had been some effort put into keeping those preserves. Ah, keeping. Hence the word keep in many of our English translations. To keep something. To keep it. Well, to maintain it. Eh, to preserve it. Better. When I looked up in the Message Bible translation, it used the word guard. Guard. And that is the actual meaning of this word in the Hebrew. It means to guard. Wow. Why would we need to guard or preserve wisdom and discretion in our minds? Why would we need to guard that in our minds? Why would that be something God would call on us to do? To guard that, to guard the fact that He is Creator, to guard that wisdom that, that He is sharing with us and, and the, the ability to be discreet, the, the discretion. Look at verse 22. So they will be life to your soul and adornment to your neck. This wisdom is life to our souls and, ador and adornment to our necks. When we live with His wisdom, we're living with the ultimate, never-ending, all-sufficient wisdom and discretion. We are living with what we need to live with. That's what we're doing. When we keep, when we preserve, when we guard the wisdom and, and, and discretion uh, that we're told to keep and to guard, it enables us. It enables us to live how God wants us to live. When we live with this, we live in a way that is according to the Word of God. We're living in according to His wisdom and discretion. We're living with the continual guidance of God. So we keep that. We keep that knowledge inside of us. We say, okay, yes, God's way is the way, and we will walk in it. We will do this. Who would not want to live that way? Who would not want to guard the, the godly wisdom and discretion? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. There are many people who do not want to submit to anyone. No, there are so many in our world that really just do not want to submit to anyone. Nobody tells me what to do. Nobody tells me how to live. Nobody tells me what I can and cannot do. I am a person. I am a person, and nobody pushes me around. And in America, we like our freedom. We really do. Uh, and there are people who do not want to be told how to live. And there are people who do... And I will say it out loud, there are people who do latch themselves to a group and submit to a group, a political party. Submit themselves. And I'm like, what? what? We're to submit ourselves to the Lord God Most High. We're to submit ourselves to Almighty God. We're to listen to His wisdom. But for any to submit themselves to a group over and above God Himself, I'm praying for you. <laughs> I'm praying for you. And, and, and you, under, you, you, you get the hint. You hear what I'm saying. It goes, it goes all ways. 
even the birthday party. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There were so many people to vote for I, that I just didn't even know. I, you know, it's sad. It's a shame we don't get to know all of those people. Just to know who they are. I just like to know sometime. But uh, maybe, maybe there's a day coming. <laughs> but believers, believers have submitted themselves to God. And that's what we've done. When we give ourselves over to God, when we give ourselves to Him, that's what we're doing. I mean, that's what we're doing. Have you ever given anything to someone else? If you've given it to them, then that's it. It belongs to them. You know, I gave them that, that real nice wrench that I got them, and they, they just banged it all up. It looks horrible now. It's their wrench. You gave it to them. When you and I give ourselves to the Lord, we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to Him. He's in charge. We are His possession. We belong to Him. And for those of us who have submitted ourselves to Him, we have submitted ourselves to His control. We have submitted ourselves to His wisdom. We've given ourselves to Him and said, look, I'm going to do what you want me to do. And that takes a daily reminding. Oh yes, I belong to the Lord. I belong to the Lord. That's right, I belong to the Lord, not myself. With almost each instruction in Proverbs, you find a promise. And I love the Proverbs. I love the way this works, the, the way they are written. Uh, many of them instruct us to live in a certain way. And then they tell us how we will be blessed if we do. And it's, it's, it's just really neat. Look, at, look back up at uh, verse 6. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. It doesn't say He's going to make your path straight no matter what you do. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. That may, Look, everything you do, dear God, here I am today. I, I thank you for this day. I thank you for what you've given to me. I thank you for my friends. I thank you for my family. I thank you for this job. I thank you for my life. I acknowledge you. Look, everything I have belongs to the Lord. Acknowledging Him, He will make your path straight. It's similar to verse 23. Then you will walk in your way securely and your foot will not stumble. But what do you have to do? You have to keep sound wisdom and discretion. So that they will be a life to your soul and adornment to your neck. Then you will walk in your way securely. And then your foot will not stumble. Here we are. We will not stumble if we guard His wisdom and discretion. If we do this, our walk will be safe. Our walk will be secure. The more we saturate ourselves with the wisdom of God... And you're going to find that in Psalms. You're going to find that in Proverbs. You're going to find that all through God's Word. The more we saturate ourselves with God's Word, the less we will stumble. The less we will mess up. If you're out there, if you, look, if you've been stumbling a lot lately, maybe, maybe this is a reason. Maybe it's because maybe you've not spent enough time. In the Word of God. Maybe you've not allowed God to control your mind and control your thoughts. Uh, control your mouth and your actions. Maybe you've not really spent much time with that. And if that's true, maybe that's why you're stumbling. The more we live under His wisdom, the more we do what is right and just before God. We've got to listen to His wisdom. We'll do what's right. 
when we ask Him, what's right, God? Hopefully, we'll follow Him. Truly, the less we will fall spiritually and morally if we guard His wisdom and discretion. If we grab hold of what He has given to us and, and, and take it to heart and live it and allow it to illuminate our soul to make us who God wants us to be. It'll be amazing to see what happens. All things were made by God's wisdom, and God's wisdom will keep us from falling. He will keep us from falling. So we enter into these, dare I say, winter months. It has been a little cooler. (laughs) As we move into the end of this year, and as we are already in this fall, We're going to have opportunities to reach out. We're going to have opportunities to make a difference. Will we allow ourselves to make the difference? Will we allow ourselves to look at people and see them as people? Not with a label of any kind, but just as people. Will we allow ourselves to see them as people who are in need of God after we look in the mirror and say the same about ourselves? Will we do that? Let's lean on the wisdom of God. Let's allow Him to use us. Let's get excited and see what He's going to do as we follow Him day by day, moment by moment. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for your wisdom. Lord, we all, all we have to do is but call upon you and, st- and just say to you, Oh God, I need your wisdom in this matter. Show me the way. Show me the way. And Father, you will show us the way. You will share your wisdom with us in that way when we come asking when we come calling when we come wanting to know what you would have us to do you are willing and ready to tell us Father may you find your children willing and ready to come and to ask oh God my prayer is that before this day is over each one of us has taken time to just simply beg you oh God what do you want me to do show me the way Give me wisdom in in making my next step in life. Oh God, that you would see your children calling out to you. Begging to know what you would have us to do. Father, I pray for those who are not walking with you. Those who have not made a decision to follow you and to trust in you. Lord, I pray for them that they would see you and understand your love for them. And God, that through the power of your Holy Spirit, you would help them to see the truth of your love, the truth of your forgiveness, the truth of your grace. Oh, God, thank you for being who you are. Lord, we need you every day. And God, I pray that we will come to you every day and that we will spend some time with you every day and that we will seek your wisdom and discretion in our lives. Oh, Lord, that we would guard that with all that we have. That we would not let go or give up, but that we would truly 
lean on you, Father. God, I want to thank you today. I want to thank you for this church. I want to thank you for each one who is a part of this church family. And Father, I pray that you would continue to enable and empower them day by day. I want to pray for this community. Father, as we have just been through just just an amazing year, Father. Lord, I pray that your love would prevail over any, any ill feelings that are in our community, in our parish, Father in our state, in our nation, in our world. Lord, that your love would would supremely reign. Supremely reign. And Father, that we would begin to see each other as people who matter to you. And Father, when they matter to you, oh God, may we see that they do matter also to us. Lord, we give you thanks today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement right here on your favorite podcast app. It's good to be with you in this way, and we hope that you are getting ready for the holidays. Uh, We hope that as you live through these holidays, and you will that you will be an example of the love of God. I'm praying that that's the case. Uh, Just remember, God is bigger than all of this stuff that we're going through, and He is always present. So lean on Him. Lean on the Lord. If you would like to contact us, you can get on fbcwinsboro.com. You can go to that website That again is fbcwinsboro.com and you can contact us and you can learn about our church in Winsboro, Louisiana. If you're ever passing through, which you probably will if you're coming from uh, the north of the state and you're coming straight down to Baton Rouge, uh, you'll probably pass right through our town. So I would suggest you stop at one of the local places and eat. Uh, Maybe even stop in at the First Baptist Church. I would love to meet you. Remember, we're praying for you, and you do matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.